Welcome. Welcome. To Misinformation. A love story. I am Ashley. I'm Jeremiah. We. We. <laughs> what an intro. Yeah. It's it's a classic. It is. It's really good. <laughs> we just take turns. We, do. we don't even have to like plan that. No. It's because we're that good. We are. We should run for president, but like both of us. <laughs> yeah. We're the first joint presidential. <laughs> yes. We'll wear a trench coat. I'll stand on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> One giant gay. One giant. They've combined <laughs> their power. For president. <laughs> oh, the first gay presidents. Oh, that'd be <laughs> awesome. No, that would be funny if you, if we did the whole tren- trench coat thing and you get on my shoulders and then after the election, I'd be like, ha, ah, yeah. a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And then they'll be like impeachment. Impeach. <laughs> Deceiving. I don't know. It's uh that would be that's probably the only way a woman's gonna win, to be honest, unfortunately. Probs. Not, not my uh not what I want. I want all women. I want a whole group <laughs> whole, of women. A whole mess of them. Yep. Cabinet, administration, every governor, senators, every they all were done. <laughs> Men, you've you've had a shot and look where we are. That's hilarious. Let's try all women now, but unfortunately it's just that's okay because I feel like if women were put in the position of having to do everything in that capacity, they'd be like, so you shit all over the floor and now you expect us to clean it up yeah. alone. Yeah, that's actually not very fair, is it? <laughs> like, Damn it. Here's a bucket and a brush, bitch. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. We would all need to do our part. Scrub, scrub. Yes. How are things? Oh, they're all right. Yeah. No, no assailants in the bushes no. this week. No volleyball-sized tumors in any of your animals. No. Been a fucked up few, few weeks here. I feel like you should start a journal. I feel like every time I come over, something new is going on. Yeah, we were discussing the other day, like, what's happening to us? <laughs> I don't feel like either of us are manifesting this, but Jesus Christ. Well, you don't deserve it. You're nice people. As far as I know, I mean, do I really know you? I don't know. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not doing heinous crimes in my off time so when we're th- not hanging out or making a podcast. I think you are in a vortex. I think that's what it is. I don't believe in any of that shit, but there's nothing else to describe how you and Jack just have the worst luck. Yeah, lately we do have the worst luck. Perhaps I need to make another trip to the witch's shop. And get some goodies. Yeah. Excuse me. Do you have anything combustible? I feel like that's the level of yeah items I need to I bring need to my house. Really solid. Yeah. That's yeah. just gonna make. That's gonna change everything. Um. Have you thought of a lucky rabbit's foot? <laughs> I don't know why. It sounds sad. Um, um. Do you remember those? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they came in like different colors. Purple. I was always like, are these really? I hope that that's not true. No, I don't think like the purple mass manufactured ones were. Well, when you're a kid, you just don't know. Ugh. And what's so lucky about a rabbit's foot anyway? I have no idea. It's probably some old wives tale. It's probably type some of conspiracy thing. theory. Yeah. Deep state. Deep state. <laughs> a rabbit is lucky because of the deep state. Deep state behind the government. Mm. Well, today we have... <laughs> A treat. A real treat. I actually enjoyed very much uh, digging into this one. We are talking about the Plandemic documentary, part one. Part one. Um, and it was a about, what, 22-minute uh, s- 
cut on yeah. the internet that mm-hmm. you could watch the intro of this documentary. Yeah, I think it originally came out on YouTube, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. This dude was a YouTuber, Mickey Willis. Yes. Can I just say really quick, mm-hmm. and we're going to sort of talk about, like, set up the, what this documentary was. Essentially, this the part that we watched is mm-hmm. an interview style. Yes. With Mickey Willis and Judy Mikovits. Yes. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I, I believe you are. Judy Mikovits. I don't think, honestly. Fact check me. Uh, yeah. After we describe what's in this documentary, I really don't think that we're going to be doing anything bad if it turns out we've slightly mispronounced somebody's name. I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, what I loved, what I sort of noticed right away is that at the beginning of a documentary when there's like an interview going on and mm-hmm. it pops up and shows you the title, like the name and title of the individual being interviewed, hers, I think, said... Um, something along the lines of like a former research scientist. But what I was really focused on was Mickey Willis, who was conducting the interview. His said father slash filmmaker. Yeah. As if being a dad qualifies you to interview a former research scientist. Right. Immediately. I was like, that's weird. That's a choice. Uh, Yeah. I'm already, I'm already upset. (laughs) Then what I also found really interesting is that when you're making a documentary you as the documentarian, as the filmmaker, are not the subject of the documentary in most cases. Mm -hmm. Unless you're Oprah or somebody who's, you know, known for these big, and Barbara Walters was known, you know, for these big interviews. Then you do that sort of thing. Nobody knows who the fuck Mickey Willis is. And it was like, he was definitely the co-star in this. Yeah, it's interesting how he put himself out there because you're right, that's usually reserved for very big names in journalism to be yeah. featured, but he did this in kind of like a documentary style. And usually in the documentary, and he even describes, he self-describes this as a documentary, but, but gen- generally the documentary filmmakers are very behind, not even mic'd up. You don't behind- even barely hear them no. asking their questions. Sometimes you'll hear it, you know, in some documentaries, but, and it's yeah. always like somebody who sounds like they're way over here. Right. Did you, what did you think about that? exactly that's what it is and for him nope front and fucking center yeah with i think a nose piercing did you notice that i was trying to um glean what that was it looked like either a bead of sweat on his nose or a nose piercing i you know you you brought up in a previous episode that you don't like to make fun of the way people look and i think that that's a good way to live but i have questions about his facial hair because i've never seen a man (laughs) do that before where it's like, I didn't even notice the nose piercing because I couldn't take my eyes off of the weird beard. It was weird. He's not, I will say he wasn't unattractive. Not that that matters. Like to me, it wasn't like, you know, Gollum. <laughs> but, um, but there was something in just the way that he talked and like just knowing that he was full of shit that I was like, you just feel like a sleazeball. I think it was a former model. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to mm, fact check that. Okay, that, I guess that gives the energy... That I was picking yeah. up because, I mean, for, for context, there is the style of beard that a man wears that's like closely shorn. But for whatever reason, he let his chin grow into a poof and then the rest of his beard was trimmed down. Yeah. I've just never seen that choice before. Well, have you ever seen Mickey Willis? <laughs> Apparently not. The now, man who puts himself in his own documentaries? Yeah. Well, and... Again, like, I don't know a lot about him. I tried to do a lot of research on him. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of information really out there other than like some of his social stuff. But he conducted this interview. He is a father after all. So that made him highly qualified. Yeah. Apparently, according to 
his title, which yeah. is fascinating. Um, <laughs> but let me go ahead and just sort of set up how we open the documentary. Feed me. So in 1991, Judy wrote a thesis and in that thesis, she essentially claimed that using animal and fetal tissue in medications can release chronic diseases. And she had that thesis actually published in Science. The name of the publication is Science. Not just in the realm of science, <laughs> just like science.com. Like that's where, you know, it was published in, in that, um, in that uh, publication. And we'll get to a lot of the truth in just a minute. But in the opening, she claims that because of the shocking nature of this discovery, it caused these massive waves in the scientific community. And she started to get harassed by pharmaceutical companies because mm. they were going to lose money because of this research or whatever. Um, she said that she was jailed without evidence. She made that very clear. Yes. There was no evidence against her. And she was jailed. M Mickey even is like, clarifying without evidence and she's like without evidence you know and that they planted notebooks and things in her house yeah these are her claims they planted notebooks that made it look like she stole from the laboratory she did say multiple times she has overwhelming evidence that would exonerate her but she never said what it was right i uh, love that yeah which is really good and so that is essentially the beginning lots of information she you know she wrote this bombshell thesis that uh, shocked everybody and then it scared people so she got arrested and went to jail and yeah that's how it opens yeah it's it's a short video jam-packed with bullshit from the time that somebody takes their first breath to the roll of the credit <laughs> um <laughs> it was i mean i i loved that in the opening scene like they do they have this like opening walk and talk for a couple of minutes before it just goes to this interview style basically for the rest of the documentary. But I, I love that in the beginning, she's introduced as one of the most accomplished scientists of our generation. Yes. And I believe you shared an article with me that did a good job of just point by point debunking all of the bullshit claims. And I feel like when I, started reading that article it was like introduced as one of the most accomplished scientists of our generation and their rebuttal was we've never heard of this bitch like yeah something <laughs> along those lines of like no one's ever heard of her or like there's yeah. no evidence to support that she's done anything of note well, other the, than lie well and the you know that that thesis that she wrote she did write that thesis yeah and it was published in science but no other laboratory could replicate her findings. Mm -hmm. And so it was pulled because it was not a sound yes. sort of theory. Which, That's what happens. When you can't prove your, your case. What's funny about that is that after this pandemic documentary came out, which is all about COVID and, you know, the vaccines and all of that, which we're going to get into, that same publication, Science, was the one that put out a play-by-play -play of all of the misinformation in this documentary. I love it. So I thought it was so great that the first publication that she actually, uh, you know, submitted and they published her work now had to come back and say, well, here's all the shit she got wrong. Yeah. So way to, way to really fuck it up, Judy. Full circle, Judy. And so just to give a little bit more context, because I want to make sure we are truth tellers here. <laughs> um, she was assigned uh, at the time when she wrote that thesis on trying to find a cause for chronic fatigue syndrome. Yes. And she uh, she claimed to have discovered a retrovirus from mice and where that theory came from of, you know, using animals, you know, 
when making meds, medications or whatever. Um, so again, they weren't able to replicate those findings. And so they pulled, uh, pulled the plug. She did lose her job. Yes, she, she was fired and arrested, I believe, in that order. And there's a signed affidavit from one of her co-workers that said that she was actively asking him to hide these notebooks and things. Um, Fun. Because she knew they were going to be searching her house. So it's it, there is <laughs> evidence to back up that she was arrested on like reasonable terms, that she yeah. had information from the laboratory that she wasn't supposed to have. Fun connection Donald Trump what is it with you people fucking taking things that don't belong to you and oh, <laughs> hanging on to them it's mine no yeah exactly <laughs> for me yeah I loved Judy's just like initial arc of I published something and then it was retracted because it was all a lie and you know then I got fired from my next job and then I got arrested for stealing stuff from that job yep. and now I'm on pandemic one being introduced as, you know, this groundbreaking Prolific. scientist yep. whose, uh, you know, incredible work is being si uh, silenced when really you're just a disgraced scientist who has had your shit retracted once other people started to review your bullshit findings and you literally got fired and arrested. I mean, oops, oopsie poopsie. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't, I mean, I have to say this and you might, disagree and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I will say that they do a really good job of making this seem legitimate because neither the interviewer or the interviewee was very, you know, erratic and like, you know, like yeah. you see like the Rudy Giuliani's of the world. They're both very calm, very poised. She talked very clearly. It was like, I could see it being convincing. I knew it was bullshit. And when, totally. you, when you start, you know, getting into it, anybody who followed anything that went down in the beginning of the pandemic could look at this and say, something's not right here. But this was done well in that they seemed very credible. If you didn't do the research on Judy right yeah, away. If you didn't Google a single name or thing that came out of their mouths, it could, it, it could, could pass. It could pass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it gave me, it reminded me of two things. One, I think that this type of type of content is something that is gaining traction in uh, Republican circles is, but look, how sane and reasonable and calm I am yeah. as I tell you lies, <laughs> you yeah. know, all of these lies. And then it's kind of uh, the other thing that I was thinking about was there's a period in time and, and still I think this is a thing where people will say, well, they have a website. <laughs> you know, it must be true because they have a website. They've got a graphic designer or something. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, they have a WordPress theme that looks like it's from this century. Okay, great. But in this vein, it's like, oh, you bought an HD camera. Yeah. And can edit <laughs> and, you know, and do sound. Like I can do it, that on my phone. It was very <laughs> yeah. well produced. Yeah. And that just made me think of that same thing. Well, there's a website. It must be it true. It must be true. <laughs> the production value. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. The lighting and the sound. It's all true. Yes. The weird beard and the nose piercing. <laughs> so Facts. Facts. <laughs> it must be true. Mm. My My notes kind of pick up after that in like starting with the sit down interview. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm, because I think the next thing that she talked about was Dr. Fauci and that this- Tony. Tony Fauci. Um, I mean, I guess that's how he introduces himself, but I just think it's 
yeah, weird when like, it's like other people I think, do it. Doesn't he say Dr. Tony Fauci? He might. I don't know. I just feel like it's throwing major shade, especially when you're a doctor and yeah. you're not, I don't know. You're not like being respectful of the title. Yeah. Well, and he's an actual doctor who like did something good. What did you do, Judy? You got arrested. For um, trying to tell the truth. For trying to tell the truth. Mm. Fucking. Good so, <laughs> so this is where like I immediately was like, no. No, I don't. I don't know what that is. She was saying that um, that there's this like cover up that's going on, you know, this alleged cover up with Dr. Fauci. And she made the claim that he and other like government officials were exaggerating, over exaggerating the pandemic and all of the the bad things that were happening in an effort to boost vaccinations uh, because they had a financial interest in the vaccines. Yeah, (laughs) that was the kind of that first sort of claim against Fauci that I was like, well, and she she uh, cites the Bayh-Dole Act, which allows, like, I believe allows government, according to the documentary, allows government of, uh, officials and agents to own patents in, like, discoveries. The thing that is, though, I mean, the truth of it is, is that there, there are patents, but they are owned by uh, the Department of Health and Human Services. They're not owned by Dr. Fauci. Yeah. So my note on that was, like, when she's talking about the whole conflict of interest and government workers patenting their discoveries of, of an intellectual property, and like, yeah, that does sound like a conflict of interest. But then she like brings that up and then immediately pivots to talking about Bill Gates and how he falls into this umbrella. And I'm not saying that I'm like a fan of Bill Gates or anything, but I just don't understand what that logic is, is complaining about government workers yeah. patenting their intellectual property and then being like, and fucking Bill Gates in yeah. that same sentence. Which he was, I mean, he was, from an outside perspective, he was actually actively involved with trying to get the vaccines out there. Right, yeah. Um, he seems for science. Yeah. I mean, he may be a very flawed man, but he seems in that regard anyway pro-science like the real science not yeah. judy's science no well she has her own science she, dude it's judy's science it's judy's science Ju- judy's house bitch so she's <laughs> I, it's dr judy it's <laughs> she also made an interesting claim give me a second she claims that she was part of the team that made discoveries in the 80s surrounding the isolation of HIV. But yeah. Dr. Fauci stole her work and he I, held it up and then took the credit for it. Yeah. I mean, that stood out to me as well because she's already coming in hot saying that I'm an enemy of the state and I've been silenced in all this shit. And then she starts, oh, my convenient backstory is that I actually made groundbreaking like AIDS research yeah. that you never heard about and it was withheld and and Tony Fauci stole it stole it from me and all of these people died when they didn't have to yeah i and that's i mean that stopped me i was definitely <laughs> like what? You know, I think at the time <clears throat> there was so much unknown about it and, mm-hmm. and it was so deadly that I have to believe that there was a lot of scrutiny over anything that was coming in, in terms of research. I don't know that to be to be true. But when you tell me that he like stole your credit, like he stole it from you, like I don't know if you ever saw the movie Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. It's a real cinematic treasure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I immediately go to like when that weird, crazy doctor was like stealing poison ivy's like research so that he could make Bane. 
And yeah. then he like pushes her into the thing and she becomes poison ivy and she, you know, looks all beautiful. But I think of that, like that is, again, we're talking about a movie plot. Somebody right. stole your research and people died. people died because of it. And they took all the credit. When in actuality, during that time, she was just a lab technician. Yeah. Had no PhD, had not yet received her PhD. There's no evidence that she was on that team. Uh, her first published paper on HIV came in 86, two years after Science, the publication, <laughs> had uh, published four papers that linked HIV to AIDS. So there's really no evidence that even Fauci held up the, that research or stole it. So it's just like, if you're coming with all of these crazy claims, that is a crazy claim Yeah, that millions died because of Dr. Fauci wanting credit for your work. Because he you, was just hiding in the grass ex- yeah. <laughs> before you even got your PhD, waiting for you, Judes, right. because he saw the threat from a mile away. Right. He knew that you were so good at this. Like, that is such a bold claim. You, it is, it, you have the burden of proving that, in my opinion, in this sort of documentary. But in this documentary, there is no proof. It's all just these claims. Yeah. We didn't get any evidence, just her word on it. Yeah, I love that the that bullet point in the the science uh, article was the same had the same energy to me as the first one where yes. they were like we've never heard of her and also <laughs> <laughs> we've never heard of her and also we still don't know what she's talking about here yeah. because it is wildly untrue. We just retracted that one thing that one time and we try to not you know <laughs> right try to not um, do business anymore because she obviously doesn't know what she's talking about. I also loved as a like as a little note science stated that her thesis, um, her PhD thesis uh, on negative regulation of HIV expression in monocytes had actually no discernible impact on the treatment of HIV and AIDS. So even whatever it was that she was theorizing, the things that she was trying to learn didn't really help or hinder HIV or AIDS uh, research or, you know, awareness or anything like that. So they, I mean, they even made a point to be like, we, there was one thing, but it really wasn't, it It wasn't wasn't that groundbreaking. Right. We're, we're, and this is like, what, five minutes into this thing? Yeah. And I'm so angry. I have my headphones in. Cameron's playing Zelda on the couch. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? That this is like, <laughs> I knew it. I hadn't even done the research yet, but I'm like, this is bullshit. This is obviously, again, we're, t- we're getting into a movie situation. Mm. So uh, she intros her book at a certain point. Is her book is called this is her second book she wrote one other book nobody gave a shit this one I think probably is filled with even more lies so now people give a shit her book is called uh, Plague of Corruption Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science it sounds like a Christian comic book it, do- <laughs> it, really does. Does. it does uh, bringing Jesus back to science which exists by the way yeah they are real so she she kicks off by saying that she can finally put this book out because this alleged gag order that yeah. she has has been lifted. Um, and by the way, just circling back, I love how she's, you know, this enemy of the state that no one has ever heard of before, but she's an enemy of the state. And now she can just, she can just speak. I'm not going to say that the government isn't shady because it is. And I honestly have every faith that if there was actually somebody that they were pissed off enough at, they could disappear that person pretty quickly yeah like all of these backwoods people metaphorical of course that are like i'm just a dangerous truth teller and they're silencing me like come the fuck on people the government doesn't know who you are 
What's really shitty about that claim is that they kind of are a little bit. So science, they are removed her article or her thesis Mm -hmm. from publication, not to silence her because she knew too much because it was wrong. Yeah, she failed the peer review step right. of being published. So when she, when that happened, oh my God, I'm being silenced. I'm being, I have yeah. the truth and I'm being silenced. Also, when like Facebook and Twitter made these massive moves during the pandemic to call out misinformation and to mm-hmm. remove that from social media. Yeah. Again, they're being silenced. Not because they knew too much. It's because they're wrong. But to them, it's like, we know the truth and we're being silenced. Yeah. A lot of people like to take the fact that they violated a platform's terms of service as I'm being silenced by the government. No, you're being silenced by the predefined terms of services that, you know, kicked in when you said that there are, you know, blood sucking Jewish people in space. Yeah. That doesn't cover your right to say whatever you want on this platform. Yeah. It re- like you you really need to follow the rules still. Yeah. You like can- free speech is, is, is existing, but it doesn't stop you from being kicked off for not following the rules uh so apparently and terrifyingly uh her book did well on amazon of course after it came out yeah and i found a so i found a rolling stone article about the book because obviously i i needed i needed something quick and so i wanted to find <laughs> like a, a little review a little blurb a, a little blurb about it so i found this rolling stone article that was basically like a a little review of her book and <laughs> The quote that I took out of it is, quote, reads more like an embittered relative's 10,000 word Facebook post against his former employer than a full length book. (laughs) That is the best. I mean, that's kind of accurate, I would imagine. I mean, I'm not surprised that it's not a work of literary genius. Um, also from that article, I took, quote, Mikovitz is, is compared or compares herself to, among others, Galileo, Martin Luther King Jr., and <gasps> Thomas Jefferson. That bitch. Yeah. She's awful. Nobody knows who you are. What the fuck are you talking about? I mean, it's pretty obvious through this entire thing leading up to what this is like minute seven at this point, uh, that she has a pretty inflated sense of self. But when I read that part, I was like, oh, okay, okay. Well, listen, I get like, for a lay person like me, science is hard. Science is confusing. Mm-hmm. I tried really hard to understand everything that I needed to know during the pandemic, which there was so much information and RNA and, yeah. you know, all of this, the, this sort of stuff. I mean, it's a little selective with me. That stuff is really hard, but I became a fucking submersible expert when those billionaires died. <laughs> I think a lot of people did. Oh, my God. I was like, I could probably build one now um, that would last longer than that one. But one claim that she made that I immediately had to pause it and look this up. She said that the COVID vaccine isn't effective and that there is currently no vaccine on the schedule for an RNA virus that works. Which is wildly inaccurate. Yeah. When I did the research, now, again, I'm not an expert, but I went to a few different sources to confirm this. Um, And many vaccines work against uh, RNA viruses, including influenza, measles, mumps, rubella, rabies, yellow fever, and Ebola. Yeah. So, again, I am not a scientist. I don't, I will never fucking be one. Right. But she Maybe is. Maybe on TV. She is Apparently, one. Allegedly. Yeah. 
She well, yeah. I mean, according to her, she's yeah. the best, the world's best scientist in the you ever. Know. But uh, that's a weird. When she said that, I went, no, yeah. no, no, that's not right. That can't yeah. be right. Like we're not scientists. She allegedly is. Yet you are saying something that is very quickly and easily verifiably incorrect. Yeah. Like a quick Google search got me that information. Yeah. I did the same thing when that happened because I was like, that sounds no. like a big load of bullshit. And I think I found the same article that you did. Yeah. It was just, it just was really, uh, again, if you, I don't know anything about it. Now I'm watching this not for entertainment, not to sort of build my plans around. I'm watching this for this podcast so that I can do right. research, knowing that this is inaccurate, knowing what I'm going to be able to find. Cause but that would that would be something I don't know if as a lay person, I would immediately jump to research that. I still might. But it comes off so wrong. I mean, it comes off wrong to me, but I can see people who hear it going, oh, there is no that's crazy. Well, you know, you know, I feel like there was a lot of talk about this side of people being like, this is the this has never been done before. We can't trust it. But then the people who were actually like on the side of science were like, this is technology that we have had. Yeah. This is not a new thing. This is not the first time that we're doing this. Yeah. So it's just interesting that she would hedge her bet on no one's going to think that they're just all going to take me at face value because. But they are, Ash. This is the problem mm -hmm. is that you and I researched it because yeah. we knew that there was something wrong with that. But people who watch it, their audience, the people who bought her fucking book, those people aren't going to research it. Oh, God. And if they do, they're going to sources like Natural News and those places where they're not going to find the right information. I would even say Fox News would probably be at least smart enough to post something real about it. Maybe I'm wrong, but no, that's the whole point. They can say anything they want. Yeah. And there's articles after articles that mm. I read that called out all of the bullshit in this documentary. Didn't change anything for those people. Yeah. They're never going to read it. And if they do, they're going to be like fake news. They're trying to silence them. Right. Do you remember that fucked up picture of the um, Armageddon bookshelf that I was sharing with you from my family yes. when we came over the other weekend? I kind of want to go back through there and see if I can find her book. I bet you it's on that I shelf. I bet you it is. I bet you it is. Well, in a future episode, you'll have to fill us in. All right. Did it, if any of you bought the book and you felt the same way as Rolling Stone, please let us know. Please Mis do. Misinfolovestory at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, I did not read it. I, I would probably just for, you know, for research purposes. But I also like reading is such a chore that I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I want it to be good. And I don't want to hate read. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the Rolling Stone article, is it all accurate? It sounds like complete garbage. It sounds like it's probably hard to read. Yeah. I bet you it is. Oh, my God. You had your group of people. There was the one guy that was, you know, the one doctor that was like screaming on the documentary who was mad. I have a note about it. It was the the guy in the black scrubs. Yeah, with his little glasses that he was like pointing. What's your note? I have some questions about that yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so like to sum it up, he was just basically he was uh, they kept cutting to it. It seemed like his like video Internet post. Yeah, it was like his it was his, his angry social media rant. Right. Um, and he was like, why are more doctors not concerned about this or taking our freedoms away <laughs> my note is love the guy in black scrubs ranting they keep cutting to i can't tell for certain but this dude looks like a chiropractor <laughs> he kind of did look like so a like, chiropractor <laughs> you, well it wasn't just his physical appearance it was the, the office behind him it had like 
the only place I've ever seen the wall hanging of spine and bone you know, diagrams is in a chiropractor's office. Like my chiropractor has that. Right. And I love my chiropractor. He makes my bones and my muscles feel better. Um, however, he, he does that well because that's what he went to doctor school for. Yeah. I'm using real heavy hitting terms right now, doctor school. Yes. And so <laughs> like I would, I would trust that that's his speciality. Yeah. Not the science of vaccines. He didn't go to vaccine school. And it cracked me up. Yeah. I mean, like, again, I'm, I'm taking context clues here. Yes. Maybe he got pissed off and he ran into his chiropractor buddy's office and was like, I'm making my video here. (laughs) (laughs) Wait outside, Bob. Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever. Um, But they're all having lunch in my office. I think it's probably more likely that dude was, actually a chiropractor and he's going off about how what he's going to recommend to his patients and stuff like that and i'm like but a chiropractor doesn't make those recommendations like i even like chatted off the cuff about the vaccine when we were waiting for it with my chiropractor and he wasn't like let's have a meaningful discussion about this in your health because that's not his fucking area of health right I mean, it'd be, it'd almost be better if he was like a dentist. I would fucking love that. (laughs) Like, and to be honest with you, he might be like an actual physician or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, but even, even if you, let's just say that he was, I believe you because Mm -hmm. he was pretty angry and I just feel like there was some sort of complex there. (laughs) Something's wrong. Yeah. But, um, he's actually an ultrasound technician. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. But even if he was a, like a real doctor, give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. It's really frustrating and really challenging when we're looking at a global pandemic where millions of people died from and information is just coming out like fast and loose and we were just doing our best. Yeah. I do think it's a little irresponsible to scare people that way Mm -hmm. before you know everything. We didn't even know everything, but we knew that the vaccine was going to work because we knew what the virus was like. We knew that this vaccine had worked or this particular component in the vaccine had worked against similar viruses. So there was really no doubt that that was going to be effective. And it was like, it was effective. We saw it happen. No, I mean, it's just, it's, it was, so he was an interesting little side character. He was a a good, uh, an interesting supporting character in the documentary. Yeah. I I was so immediately annoyed at the hydroxychloroquine reference because when it first came out, I was also annoyed back then because I didn't understand the hype around it. I knew that it came out that this could work, but that there wasn't a sufficient study that showed that it was more effective than the vaccine. Right. And I remember that all happening very quickly. And then Trump mentions hydroxychloroquine and bam, like everybody's like, you got to get hydroxychloroquine. And Judy Mikovits, the best scientist in the world, (laughs) talked about ever, ever. She (laughs) discovered life on this planet. (laughs) Actually. Yeah. Way before COVID. So talented. Yeah. And she can time travel. She's so smart. Um, (laughs) We love Dr. Mikovits. Um, but uh, yeah, they, she, I mean, they brought, they made the claim that hydroxychloroquine is the most effective treatment and that, you know, again, they knew the, the truth and it was being hidden from everybody. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much hiding of information in this, in this documentary. I have, so I feel like we're in like the last, the final third, we're in the, the last act. The of, last of, fucking of haul. This. And 
I guess my next note here was that she just started to say, not that she hasn't up until this point, but she just starts to say some contradictory things like, uh, vaccines will make billions of dollars and then kill so many people, but she's not anti-vax. Yeah. But she is against every vaccination out there, but she's not anti-vax. I feel like maybe is, is it because she's only for vaccines that she invents? Yes. <laughs> Those are the only real vaccines. Cause she's the best scientist. Yeah. Ever. Um, another example of that is that she won't say that coronavirus was created in a lab, but she goes on to say that it's manipulated and specifically says that it occurred between many laboratories like North Carolina laboratories, U.S. Army Research Base Laboratory and Wuhan mm-hmm. labs. Yep. So. So you're so you're not saying it was created in a lab. She said, I won't say created is what she said. But then goes on basically to say that that's essentially where it came from. Yeah. Was the, between those three different, if she had to make a guess, which I I kind of, I mean, again, I hard eye roll and I'm like, I don't. I won't say created, but it was birthed. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> It was made. It's like, uh, but I'm not going to not say it was created. It, I won't say created. It was made to appear. Like yeah. it was both of those claims came one right after the other. And I was just, what? Like, who are you trying to be? And <laughs> you make such a bold claim as to say that Dr. Anthony Fauci, savior of COVID, Dr. <laughs> Anthony Fauci, years, decades ago, stole your HIV research and took the credit for it. You claim that in this documentary. Right. And you make these bold claims that you were arrested without evidence and that the government's on to you. But then when it comes to like, well, was this created in a lab? I'm going to skirt around that. And I'm going to say, I'm not going to say it was created. Like you've already come this far and made such a, like crazy claims. Just fucking take the the plunge. I'm, I don't know. Maybe she thought that the, that those things made her seem more reasonable, more scientific, more Probably. open. That's actually a really good point. You know, maybe, oh, I don't want to be too extreme. I won't say that I'm the best scientist in the world, but I am better than any other scientist in the world. Is kind of her. Yeah. <laughs> We're basically in the home stretch now of of the final moments of this documentary. And... I, my note was, I love how she started out with some very specific bullshit claims, a lot of bullshit claims that she makes in this, but it's, it's very specific. It it started out seeing very, seeming very structured and organized, but by the end of this video, she's just like rapid firing bullshit that I, she's just pulling out of her ass. I don't know, but she like knew the documentary was coming to an end. So she was just trying to get it all out. I got to get it all in here. Deep state lizard people. Yeah. She wasn't aware. (laughs) She wasn't aware at that time that there was going to be a pandemic two and three that she could reemerge in. Uh, So she was like, I got to get it now. And so I was just, my note was how she was making these ridiculous claims about the ocean and the beach. And and like, you close the beach and the ocean. There's like, what, what did she call it? pathogens or something in the in the sand in the and sand. in the water minerals and that then could the actually... water will heal you and i'm just like what i actually you're i completely blacked out because <laughs> i totally forgot that but you're right when she said that i went no i didn't even write it down i just was like no that's not true. <laughs> Back to the science article that debunks all that. I feel like that line item was something to the tune of no idea what she's talking about here. <laughs> right. And well, and 
she's probably right that there are things in the ocean that we could probably explore a little bit further and would probably be, you know, medicinal and some, but like, that's not a thing you where you just go into the ocean and all of a sudden you're, you're better. You roll in the sand and then you dip in the ocean and then you're cured. She said, they, I don't know why they closed the beaches. Let me tell you fucking why, Judy. Let me tell you why. <laughs> About 10 years ago, I went to San Diego and I was sitting on the beach enjoying my fucking day. It was like August, hot mm-hmm. ocean. And some guy was laying in front of me. I literally watched him roll over, dig a hole, make himself throw up into it, and then covered it back up and rolled back over and went back to sleep. Oh, fuck. That beaches are fucking disgusting, (laughs) Judy. And if we've got a global pandemic. (laughs) Probably close the beaches first. Close the beaches. This is why we don't allow drinks on the beach. Like, is because it is a literal cesspool. It just lives. (laughs) Things just live there. And now I'll dare anybody to walk barefoot on the beach again after that story. Well, I I mean, Southern California beaches for sure. I still, I mean, I do. I still do. I'm like the worst. I'm just like, well, if I get sick, like that's my, that's my attitude. Life goal. Once the swamp witch curse lets up on us, maybe we'll all take a trip to Oregon together because that's like a nicer beach. If I die, I hope that that's what comes next. Really? Yeah. I've never been to Oregon. Okay. I know that they allow assisted suicide in Oregon. Oregon. Which should be... Everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, unless we can get everybody into the ocean so they can heal themselves so they don't need it. (laughs) Just a quick dip. Quick. (laughs) Just a quick dip. Oops. Get on a little... (laughs) Just get on a little boogie board. Catch a wave or two. Splash around. That cancer's wave, gone. Wave to a whale. That cancer. You could have taken Harry to the ocean. And yeah. That, just two plunges yep. into the ocean and that ginormous t- tumor would have just evaporated. It would have gone away. And I wouldn't have had to pay all that but lovely money. But they fucking money. closed the beaches and yep. you couldn't do it. And now I'm left with a vet bill. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's a fun departure. <laughs> <laughs> we wrap up this epic journey um with them basically saying we're being silenced because we're truth tellers the same old the same old shit you know we're enemies of the state we're truth tellers is a target on our backs <sighs> not not new or groundbreaking just just the same old yep but just, it it made me think of like is this is this the blueprint for a conspiracy theory do you start out, you need maybe three things. You need to say that you're the, you're the best at something. Over-exaggerate your credentials. Yeah. Yep. You, you <clears throat> over-exaggerate your credentials and say that you have life-changing, groundbreaking information. Step two is to say that you are the enemy of some, some state organization. Something, somebody is trying to silence you because if you're smart, send your findings. Yeah. And then the third thing is to somehow work Bill Gates into the conversation. <laughs> and yes. you have yourself a fucking conspiracy you theory. Sure do. Plandemic, which is a clever name, I will give them that. I, yeah, that is. Fuck off, but that was pretty clever. Plandemic. I, I feel like maybe that was around before. Was it? Did yeah. they steal it? Like, Fauci stole your research? <laughs> <laughs> that bitch. Yeah, according to LA Times, he was uh, a former model, an actor. Mm. He said his life was changed by 9-11 when he helped first responders in downtown New York. God, was he even in New York when it happened? Probably fucking not. You're going to find out that he was in 
minimum security prison in like Nevada <laughs> or something. I am shooketh. That is fucking hilarious. I can't remember who it is, but it's some um, leftist commentator has made the observation that a lot of like right wing figures are just failed theater kids. Yep. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Apparently it's very true. He was, when he presented at the Conscious Life Expo, it was, he was doing a big screening of Plandemic 3. Hmm. Because it's a trilogy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's so, he's. So pathetic. He did, uh, and I was reading, like, his bio. He's, it's kind of hard to find stuff on him. I mean, like, it's a lot of, like I said, social media stuff, but even that's, like, pretty private. Um, he did call his wife beautiful, and to his credit, she is, um, and that that's the truth she's okay. beautiful well, that's nice for him but um you know but he's a piece of shit <laughs> yeah he's not a good so, man he's yeah. not a good person no i worry for his son that's just my opinion he's got two <laughs> kids i think oh yeah mm. yeah he's a father he can do anything mm. he could be a filmmaker he can rescue people on 9-11 yeah he can do anything. We should look into that. Father. It sounds like bullshit to me. Father slash filmmaker. Father slash filmmaker. Interesting. Yeah. I do love Plandemic. So when it originally came out, it was on YouTube and it, it was viral on like YouTube and Facebook and all that. But now it's been clapped so hard because it's such bullshit that you have to, what was it like? bitch shoot yeah i think that we found it <laughs> yes. on a website i had never heard of before but it's just been driven into the corners because well, they're being silenced ashley yeah because they're telling the truth with no evidence but they're telling the truth i'm so exhausted by these people <laughs> i know i was just thinking i'm like god I, i'm so tired just thinking about it you know go ahead, make your make your living however you got to do it but just don't don't fuck with people's lives and their yeah. health that's silly and uh yeah i mean you and i could probably we're smart enough i think we could we could probably be grifters. We've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. We could be very wealthy within the year if we just switched sides. Yeah. Snake oil salesman. I, I have an HD camera. Yeah. I I mean. Yeah. I'm dramatic. Yeah, exactly. I could fucking get on TV. and <laughs> I can get a subscription to stock, you know, music. Yeah. Royalty free music. Yeah. Intense, <laughs> intense truth music. I've got That's good lighting. Yeah. See, we've got this. That's what we're going to do. Well, have you, I don't know, do you have any stories? Did you hear about Plandemic when it came out in 2020? Or maybe you have a tip for us on another um, really just stunner of a documentary that we could review on the pod. Yeah. Or have, have you worked with Judy Mikovits? Did yeah. you fire Judy Mikovits? Have you fi Has Judy Mikovits stolen your personal property? Email us. We want to know. <laughs> MissInfoLoveStory at gmail.com. And, uh... You guys be safe out there. Yeah. Fact check things or at least pause to think about them. Yes. And uh, if you listen to us, you probably do do that. So yeah, probably. keep going. Good or they're counting you. on us to do it for them. <laughs> All right. Well, that adds a new weight of responsibility. Then we'll be back next week with another pearl of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same bat time. Same bat channel. Bye bye. Bye. Misinformational Love Story is hosted by Jeremiah Parker and Ashley Fournier. The show is produced by Lou Jay's Productions, LLC. Our cover art illustration is by Matt Parker at Pop Kill Art. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on Misinformational Love Story are host opinions and feature quotes from other media sources. The content in this podcast should not be taken as undisputable facts.